Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here from what I can tell you has been one heck of an interesting setup for what is going on right now. So I'm in Austin. I'm at the Artifact Conference here. It is a responsive web design conference. Um, that's what I do for a living is a, you know, responsive web design as a web developer. Um, so we, for the past uh, 23 minutes, have been uh, fighting, actually more than that, because we started way before 8 o'clock trying to get all this kinds of stuff set up. Uh, it's been an interesting time. As we like to say here, we push the envelope of craziness on the internet and doing web shows of the sort. So I'm actually using my phone. I'm on my computer. I'm trying to make all this stuff happen. What you see behind me is my fantastic hotel room here at the Omni. It's been a great trip so far. So this is Sea Time. It's episode 126. What's going to happen? We're going to have a great time. We've got awesome, awesome guests coming on. So because of the fact that it is obviously a little awkward with me remoting in, um, you know, I have asked Jordan Bailey to come back as co-host, which is fantastic that she said yes. One. Two, that she's willing to put up with us trying to screw with technology and actually make all of this happen. Um, we're going to be talking with ladies like Becca Sheets and Jessica Patterson. It's going to be cool because I think we're going to get an interesting aspect to you know, women racers in such a male-dominated a male sport um, as, as, as off-road dirt biking, I guess, is. I don't know if it is really. And I think that's one of the things we're going to find out is, is it really uh, male-dominated and do women have a place in it and how are they making that place for themselves? Um, what's really cool is that Jordan has been on multiple times, so she has great opinions. Um, it's going to be really cool to hear um, how she helps interact with all of these guests. I know she's been working on a lot of questions. So thank you very much, one, for tuning in to Seat Time. Seat Time, you can find us uh, at seattime.co is the website. Of course, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter, Instagram, all of those social uh, networks, if you will. You can connect with us, friend us, like us, tweet us, do all the dirty things that you like to do on social networks that you never tell your parents about. That's why we're here. We enjoy that kind of interaction. Um, it's fun because you can find us on YouTube if you'd like to catch all of the shows archived. You can find us there and on Stitcher and iTunes. Those are the fun, fantastic ways to follow the show, listen to the show, and be interactive. Um, if you would like to help out with the show, one way to do that is to support all the great supporters of this show, guys like Fly Racing, Stillwell Performance, and, of course, the guys over at Fast Company. We do have a new sponsor that's coming on, but just because of the craziness of this week, I unfortunately could not get all of my notes set up to make that happen. So we will have a new sponsor next week, which is going to be awesome. And later in the show, Jordan is going to have a fun giveaway, uh, and it will be for the ladies. But that doesn't mean if you are a man that you cannot be or that you won't be excluded because the thing is, is if you're a, a gentleman, you could win this for your lady. Mother's Day is coming up, which means you could fake it and give it to your girlfriend. There's all kinds of ways that you could win this prize that Jordan is going to be giving away and still make it fun for you and more interactive by getting into the chat room, which is tlk.io slash seat time and getting involved with the show. So I can tell you that I have unfortunately talked way too much in this introduction. I'm nervous. I uh, spent way too much time at dinner. The waiter was great, but damn, he didn't bring my check early enough. And I can tell you right now, this has been interesting trying to get all of this set up. So thank you for paying attention to seat time. And Jordan, 
Thank you for being on. How is your evening going? Uh, you're welcome. Um, it's been going good. Busy, but uh, school's finally ended today, so everything's good. Nice, nice. <laughs> and I know that you and I were going to chat back and forth a little bit about what's going on, but since Becca was luckily enough able to figure out Google Hangouts, which obviously there were quite a few of us who had issues with that, uh, I would like to know as well, Becca, since you're on there already, how's everything going with you? Um, everything's going good. Just um, I had to actually drive to town because I don't have <laughs> enough service or good enough Wi-Fi for FaceTime or anything Love it. at home. <laughs> Love it. Well, you're not the only one. Uh, did you make it to a Starbucks or what, what's your what's your Wi-Fi of choice? Um, I'm, I'm actually just using the um, just my cell service, but there's a Dunkin' behind me. Nice. That's okay. So, Jordan, uh, luckily you and I have not had to go to a Starbucks, but unfortunately <laughs> with with the bad luck that we have now experienced, I will be finding a Starbucks next time and not paying as much as I did for the Internet service here at the Omni, which sucks. <laughs> so it's, it's been interesting to say the least. But, Jordan, have you been at a chance to ride lately? Do you get to tell us about doing push-ups or being on a dirt bike? <laughs> Um, actually, I, we raced the first couple rounds of our local series. Um, I raced the boys' class, which was fun, but um, haven't didn't race the last one, last one or two of them. Busy with school and stuff, so. Right. Um, I bought we bought some kayaks last week, so that's been awesome. We've been getting some sweet arm workouts out at the lake. That's been fun. So you're you're saying you're going to beat me at every push-up competition moving forward? Well, that's the goal. All right. Always. <laughs> I understand. Rebecca, do you think that you would be able to beat me at a push-up competition? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I know you well enough to answer that question. Well, I'm just going to tell you now, these pythons are not sick, and Jordan easily put me to the ground last time, so I'm pretty sure you would have absolutely no issue uh, making sure that my ass was shoved in the ground in a push-up competition. <laughs> I would try my best. All right. That's what we like to hear. Well, um, I know that, that Jordan is... is Becca, did you ever get a chance to race against Jordan, or were you guys not in the same class when she was still able to make it to all the GNCCs? Yeah, um, I I started GNCCs in 2011. I just raced um, like four of them or something, and uh, Jordan was racing at the time. And I think the in 2012, my first full year, she was still racing. Okay, so if if Jordan were to ask you a very embarrassing question, what do you think that question would be? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So what you're saying is you really don't want to admit anything embarrassing. I mean, I would, I would if it's not super embarrassing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I know, I know. Jordan's, uh, Jordan's kind of been chomping at the bit to, uh, to co-host here and to really keep me shut, if you will. I do, unfortunately, have quite a way of, uh, unfortunately. Uh, trying to steal the limelight, if you will. So I know that Jordan does have a lot of questions, and she's she's definitely willing to, to give us the go-ahead here to find out more about you ladies, and I'm looking forward to it as well. So, Jordan, start this off. Kind of kind of get us into Becca and just, like, let me know what's going on because I'm looking forward to learning more from you guys. Okay, wow, the pressure is on. Ding, ding, ding. Um, right, right. <laughs> um, I always say I'm a terrible talker, so y'all please don't judge me. I'm really bad at this. I don't know why he keeps letting me come back and do this. I will judge <laughs> you all the time. So, <laughs> all right, that's a promise. Um, I actually do remember racing Becca a few times in 2011. I feel like almost every race, if you were there, we were lined up on the line next to each other and battling it out. And I 
mostly remember it because you were on a Yamaha and there weren't that many of us. So uh, I had fun awesome. doing that. And um, I just want to talk about the the first five rounds so far, Becca. I know some of them have been really muddy. And um, as as a girl rider, it's I, I find it more difficult than the guys in the mud, I think, uh, our smaller stature and uh, weaker upper body strength. So uh, tell me about the first couple rounds and uh, I guess the first five rounds and how they, they treated you. Um, yeah, we have definitely had some muddy races and um, people are always like, oh, are you ready for the mud? And I always tell them, like, it's what we're used to now because we just keep having mud race after mud race. And um, Florida was good. It was It was muddy and it wasn't horrible, but it was weird. It was it was weird not racing at River Ranch, and the track just got completely spread out because it was so muddy, and um, had some clutch issues at that race, so that kind of sucked in the mud. And um, I don't know. The next the next few rounds have gone pretty decent, not perfect, and I've had some other bike issues. And um, actually, in South Carolina, I was battling with uh, Mandy and um, Ashley Copeland, and as I crossed the finish line, I like my transponder clicked, and my bike blew up and turned out I had um like a giant hole in my radiator and I didn't even know about it so I've been lucky to finish the five rounds in the places that I have because this is probably my best start to the season that I've ever had since I've been racing GNCCs. Yeah um if if not everybody knows Becca's sitting second in points um not that many behind Casey Martinez she's had some really good results first five races um yeah, that's right? awesome Becca, I'm excited you... for that. Yeah, it's cool to see. It's like we've, it's interesting. I feel like we kind of like picked on the KTM guys for a while, and now we're kind of picking on the Yamaha guys and it, 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 or guys and gals. And it, we didn't mean to do that. It's just kind of the way. Like I'm like, hey, let's talk to these people, and it just turns out that it was KTM people, and now it's been the blue guys. So it's cool to see you guys getting those Yamahas up there because I know people. Even though I'm a KTM fan, I'm, I'm not tired of seeing them on the box, but it's good. To, it's good to mix it up. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that um, there are definitely a lot of KTM racers that race GNCC, and it is nice to have a Yamaha in the top 10. I mean, the top 10 is very broad, but it's nice to see Yamahas finishing in the top 10 almost every race. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> definitely. Um, Becca, have you raced any National Enduros or anything like that? I have never raced a National Enduro. Uh, my boyfriend, Walker Fowler, he said um, back when he raced for AMPRO in 2008, um, he said Randy had him do a national enduro, and he said it was the worst experience of his life. So, um, I like I've, I've um, been setting up some tight track at home, and I uh, Randy has mentioned to me that he would like me to do a couple this year if I can, and uh, it, I hope I can because it would be a good experience for me. I think Jordan, the question is, have you raced any national enduros? Um, I have. I raced. One in 2011. That might be the only national I've raced. We have the Texas Enduros here, and I've raced several of those. But one national, and um, I drowned my bike in a river, and that was the end of that. So <laughs> awesome! Uh, yeah. I've, I've I've drowned my bike in a river too, but it was a, it was luckily just on a on a riding trip with the boys, so they got <laughs> to make fun of me the entire weekend. It was fantastic. I I did the same thing last year. <laughs> At least we we all have done that, so uh, yeah. nobody can be too embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Becca, tell us a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people being looking at us as girl racers. Maybe maybe not a lot of people, but some people think we just show up, we ride on the weekends, and we go home and do our nails again or something like that. Um, 
walk us through like what it's like to train during the week. Explain to people what your training and writing schedule looks like. Um, it's usually about the same every week. Um, I I just ride as many days as I can. We have tracks at at um we have multiple tracks around here. We have two tracks at home and we have a motocross track here, and um, so we just ride as much as we can when the weather permits and. The last couple weeks have actually been really crappy and rainy, and but we've just been riding in the mud. And um, after we're done riding, I usually try to go on road bike rides. And um, over the winter, I did a lot of CrossFit, and that's usually all that I do. Awesome. What? Uh, how'd you get into CrossFit? What was? What kind of brought you to that realm of training? Um, we lived. Uh, my boyfriend and I lived in Florida for the winter, and. Um, a couple of the people that we met, they were like, you guys don't know real training, come do CrossFit. They were basically calling us out, so we were like, okay, we'll go do CrossFit, and um, it was actually something we really enjoyed, and um, we just did it almost every single day over the winter, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. What if, since you've kind of done it, and you kind of know how it is, and I think as a professional racer, you understand your body, and I, know that, I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but you, you, you kind of know how your body works. Um, you know when to push it, you know when not to push it, you know when it's feeling awkward. There's, there's been a lot of, not a lot of flack, I think, towards CrossFit in our industry, but there is in a lot of other industries with people kind of coming into the CrossFit realm. How do you feel about CrossFit as just a person? And I know you know your body well enough to kind of know how to treat it, but, like, tell, tell us a little bit about some maybe some positive or negative experiences with CrossFit so that people up there can can kind of learn how to get past, like, I think, what a lot of people are putting out there. Um, honestly, I was kind of scared, like, the first time I went because any time I've ever seen anybody do CrossFit, I know Maria Forsberg did a lot of it. Anytime I saw videos where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, how the heck could I ever do these things? And um, the place that we went to, um, I don't know, I think most people see CrossFit as, like, a lot of weightlifting, and there is a lot of weightlifting, but um, I don't know. Our instructor, she just kind of helped us do what we need to do for us and not, you know, like, like we don't want to bulk up our arms and, like, get super bulky. So um, she kind of directed us um, – in a way to just kind of make it our own, and we did, and um, I actually, I haven't really had any negative experience with it, I um, had knee surgery in November, so when I started it, I was only a couple months off of knee surgery, so um, I was being very careful, and I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I like it, I don't really see any negatives in it, it just depends cool. on who you are and what kind of training you like to do. Yeah, for sure, no, I, I, I think yeah, and not that I think that we would have heard that from you, but I just kind of wanted to see if, you know, experiences since you've kind of been involved with it. So, cool. No, I, I appreciate you sharing. Yep. Um, Becca, I know I remember, I mean, okay, let's see. Local races, I'm sure you race in local races too. The guys aren't too particular about letting girls buy, let's say, lappers um, or slower riders that start ahead of you. Do you all experience that? very much in the GNCCs or locally? What what's, what do you experience with that, being a girl rider? Um, locally, I do have some troubles, and um, we kind of just, like, uh, we've been talking actually lately that I just need to work on passing people without yelling at them and, you know, <laughs> without, like, you know, like, revving it up and, like, hey, move out of my way because they hear it's a girl's voice and they want to race. So um, we've been working on passing people without having to get all crazy. And um, in the GNCCs, not usually. I think now that we have been starting on the first row the last couple of years, 
we don't really have as many issues and um the older guys that will come behind us are actually really cool. They'll just be like, woo woo and like, you know, they don't always pass us, but when they do, they're nice about it and they'll try to ride try to ride with us or have us ride with them and um yeah, so we don't have a lot of trouble in GNCCs, I don't think. I don't think that I had too many issues uh, getting passed by you guys when I was racing at Big Buck. Um, and I say that, and it, obviously I did start behind you guys in the Sportsman A class and unfortunately petered out after the third lap, which is my own fault. We've all, we, if anybody has any issues about that, go listen to some of the earlier episodes because we talk about me and my baby hands. But uh, <laughs> there were a couple ladies, I think, but at the same, you know, that I, that I would catch up to and kind of pass and stuff. But uh, it was fun, like it was interesting because I like the fact that uh, you guys, you guys as ladies in general, uh, it was just another rider. You know what I mean? Like nobody, there, there's no reason to kind of like I, I'm not going to be the person that totally wants to put somebody in the corner, but you, know, you just make a pass and keep going. And, and, and at the same time, when I started kind of petering out, that's the same thing that happened back to me. Like this chick with a ponytail just comes whipping on by and I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I'm getting passed again. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It's what it is. So, yeah, no, it was it was awesome and I hope uh, hope that you guys can beat me again later on this year. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I try to be respectful because, you know, sometimes it's not just us needing to pass somebody and somebody needing to pass us and I know how frustrated I get when I can't get around somebody so if somebody's coming up behind me and I hear them I just move out of the way. <laughs> As much as yeah. I hate it, I do. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. And, Brian, that's good to hear that, I mean, I know not everybody, and probably it's just a very small amount of people aren't too thrilled to be passed by, by y'all as girl riders, but um, it's good to hear that, I mean, the guys think it's cool too, so. Yeah, it, it happens. And for me, it's like, man, I I've, I honestly did struggle with, with being slower, you know, when I, like, hit my 30s and, like, started having a much, much bigger family and stuff like that. But it's kind of like now it's like, you know what, with that family and stuff like that, I guess I've gained such more, such more of an appreciation for being able to get on the bike, see guys like y'all at the race and hang out with you guys that the race then just becomes another part of the weekend for me opposed to the sole reason to be there. Um, and so, like, in that case, it's like, oh, yeah, somebody's faster than me, they're faster than me. Eh, eh, that's normal now. <laughs> yeah, um Becca, um, what what is I haven't been out to the GNCCs in a couple of years. What is the girls who are now on I guess factory supporter rides or factory rides like yourself? What does it look like on Pro Row for y'all? Are y'all's bikes set up on under the tents? Um, what what does that look like? Um, it's pretty cool. It's actually, in the last couple of years, I think that um, the women's class has really grown a lot. And um, yeah, my bike and Jessica's bike are under the tent with Paul's and Jordan Ashburns and. Um, Casey's is under there with Caleb Russell and Charlie Mullins, and um, that's pretty much it on Pro Row. And then you have uh, Carlin Beam; she's she rides for KR4. Um, they're usually down a little further on Pro Row, or or some are close, and she's got her bike set up out there too. And it's just it's really cool to see all the girls and our posters and everything. It's just really cool to see. Yeah, that's awesome to see y'all mixed in with the guys and getting getting the kind of support that the girls need. Um, uh, there's not as many girls out there, but Y'all ride and train just as hard, so it's awesome to see y'all getting that recognition and getting out there on pro row with with the guys under the tents. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan, does does sure. now that there is 
it, it seems like there might be a little bit more support for the lady side of things, especially with the way that Maria Forsberg was able to get so much support from KTM. Now Casey Martinez, ladies like Becca Sheets. Does any of that kind of put a fire under you to want to get back out there and be like, <laughs> hey, man, I want some of that under the tentness. Oh, man. That would be awesome. Um, I, I don't know. It would be awesome to be back out there racing GNCCs. We, uh, like I said, we raced a couple local rounds here. Um, it was fun. It's just not the same as the GNCCs, and uh, until we can afford it and do it right, um, I try not to think about it too much because because <laughs> oh, yeah. I do want to be out there and uh, I want to be under the tent and racing with these girls. So um, I try not to think about it right now. It's like focus on school, and then maybe we'll get out east and be able to do it again. Well, if we ever start the seat time racing team, I'll be the slowest guy, and I'll let you be the fastest. Guy. <laughs> Well, first I gotta get faster than you. You make, you make yourself sound to be slow, but you're not that slow. <laughs> uh, thank you, I appreciate that. And it's funny that we say that because I actually, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the episode where I did refer to my baby hands uh, at Big Buck, but I got some recognition for the fact that KTM grips suck and they tear up your hands from a viewer. And he tweeted us, and I was like, hell yeah, I retweeted the crap out of it because I was like, I'm telling you, like. I know I have baby hands, but at the same time, those grips suck. So <laughs> it was I was I was like, yeah, bring it. <laughs> Maybe they'll be able to change those now. Seat time, uh, enforce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if if they don't, that's okay. I'm bringing my rinthals with me. <laughs> Get the knife out, cut them off. Yeah, I don't know if you've got the chat room up, but I think I see a question in there. I, oh. I've got my phone covering it right now. Okay, so um, what's the next step for the women's class? What needs to be done to get it to grow further and gain support? Um, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, like, if you want to be treated like the guys, you got to race with the guys. And in many ways, I agree with that. And while I do appreciate the support we have, um, I don't, I don't, I mean, I really don't know how much more we'd have, you know. Not every person can be factory, just like not every guy can be factory. And um, I don't know. I don't really know what the next step is. We start front row, and we've got girls on pro row, and I think I think the sport as a whole is going really good for women right now. I have to agree. Um, I, I see it moving in a direction that's really good. Um, I, like you said, how much more can we really ask for? Um, I was actually going to ask do you, if you thought that we would have to race the men's classes in order to get real recognition. Um, I noticed Hannah Otto is racing the National Enduros, and she's racing the 250B class instead of the women's class, which I thought was really cool. And um, I was, I kind of wanted to talk to her and see what her thinking in that was, if she's doing that to, to get faster and just because she thought it would be fun or she thought that that's the way that, that we're going to have to, that y'all are going to have to go in order to get the recognition that you deserve. Um, yeah. I, uh, oh, go ahead. I mean, I... I could see why she wants to race that class. I mean, I've never done an enduro, but um, I can see definitely see it. racing with the guys makes you faster and a better rider. And um, like at local races, even if it's like a bigger local race, not just a small town local race, I always race with boys just because it's better to just be up there with faster people that you can learn from. I I, I think uh, Hannah Otto was actually racing as well the heavy A class this past winter in our tour series, which Jordan, you know well, you've raced that quite a few times, uh, yep. done really well there, um, and she did fairly well. Um, I can't, I, 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 
when you guys are back talking, I'll, I'll go ahead and do some searching and make sure I can figure out where she ended for the year. But I know that I talked to her, and I was like, why are you racing in the heavy eight class? Just be honest. And she was like, well, regardless of what it is, there's just more competition here. And I asked her, I was like, well, more competition in the fact that you're faster than all the ladies or more competition in the fact that there's more bodies? You know, because well, what do you mean? And she literally was like, there's more bodies. You know, it's it's there here I have more competition because if I can make a small mistake or if I make a small mistake, five, six people can get past me. Where, you know, if she's just racing in the women's class where they're a little bit closer with less people being as close to her, um, it's not as competitive. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if any of that translates to the GNCCs because I haven't been able to keep up with you guys, obviously, in that aspect of the racing. So, uh, but I just thought it was an interesting reason for the, you know, kind of why she made that decision. And definitely, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, in the, the physical sense, I didn't do it, but I definitely give her a pat on the back for, uh, for getting out there because that class is a kick-ass class in, the, in, in, in Texas for sure. Yeah, that sure. class is... That class fast. I saw um, in the National Enduro, she's actually sitting third in the 250B class, which I thought was really impressive with a third, fifth, and sixth at the first three rounds. Yeah. Um, there seems to be quite a few riders in that class also. Hannah Otto is a very great rider, and um, it's kind of sad to see that she's not racing the GNCC series this year, but I fully understand you, you guys all live in Texas, and that's a really long way to go for all the, for all the rounds. Yeah, it's, it's a nice travel. <laughs> I would get tired of it. <laughs> we need to get a. I think what we're going to have to wind up doing is because you know I like I said Stephen and I did the KR4 arrive and ride adventure, uh, which we're still working on the video for unfortunately. But hey, that's that's what life's all about. Um, I wonder if we could wind up partnering and trying to get like X amount of Texas people to to say cool, let's do the arrive and ride thing, and like that way we would say we get ten people signed up and they could give us like a huge discount for like having. X amount of Texas people signed up to make it to GNCCs because we're we've got fast guys and I think with a little bit more national practice they could do pretty good and fast ladies obviously you're talking about Hannah Otto it could be kind of cool yeah that would be cool and uh, get some get some Texas people out because like you said we do have we have really fast riders in Texas and um, I know some of them will go to a GNCC here and there and test test it out but until you're really racing them consistently. Um, Sometimes the results don't come. It's a much different pace, much different style of racing than we have back home. So uh, that'd be neat to see see those guys get out there. What a Becca? What is your? How did you kind of decide, and when did you decide to go be to go do GNCC racing? You know, obviously Jordan and I at this point we're talking about kind of Toro, and we've mentioned TCCRA. Those are our local Texas bits that she grew up in, and I have you know come into. But what about yourself? Like, what's your local area like? And then how did that kind of translate into you, you know, deciding to, to go national, if you will? Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, I grew up racing motocross, and um, I did a lot of amateur national stuff. And um, I kept getting hurt, and just, like, little stupid things, crashes. And I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college and get a job, and I'll just race when I can, whatever. And, and then I uh, met Walker Fowler, if you know who that is. Quad guy. No. And, um, <laughs> I met him in, um, at a motocross camp actually in Ohio, and um, I live in I lived in Columbus at the time, and um, people like I just met some of his friends, and uh, we started dating, and he was he was like, why don't you do a GNCC? And I'm like, I can't, like that just scares me. Like uh, people would say that I would break my bike, and 
I just have like it, I would have so much money into it, and um, so finally, I just broke down and I raced. Um, the Penton was my first one, and um, it was a lot of fun. It completely sucked for me. Like I had huge blisters on my hand. I didn't know about undergloves. Didn't I was like I don't need a Camelback. I'm I'm good. I don't need to drink water. Well, I stopped every lap for water and. I don't know, it was just the longest two-hour race of my life, and I really enjoyed it, and um, I saw that there was quite a few girls and a lot of competition, and it was something that I wanted to keep doing, and so I did. <laughs> right. Well, um, it, it's funny, you just mentioned that coming from motocross, going to GNCC racing, here's a good chance for us to get your opinion on some of the pro racers out there. How do you think Ryan Sipes is doing with his chapter two of his race career, coming from being a professional motocross supercross rider, easily a top ten any weekend, if not better, to, you know, struggling sometimes to be in the top ten at GNCC. Um, I really feel for him. I actually have been watching his little YouTube videos, and um, it, it was really hard for me to just kind of jump in and do good. Like, I think my first race I got six, but there wasn't very many girls, and I just kind of looked out on that one. And um, But it sucked for me, like, the first year of racing, like, I was not very good, and I would crash a lot, a lot, like, more than I would ever crash in anything, like, I just fall over on stupid things, and so, um, I understand what Ryan's going through, and, um, it just takes a lot of practice to get used to the trees, and dodging trees, and, um, lap riders, and things like that. Yeah. What about, uh, but Jordan... Have you, I know you've kind of been following and watching and stuff and seeing how Ryan's doing. What are your, you got any thoughts or opinions? Um, it's just, it's a different style of racing. Even, I mean, like I said, going from a local race really anywhere in the country to GNCC style, and I'm sure it's even crazier going from motocross or outdoor nationals to GNCC. Yeah. Um, the time itself, like they're out there for three plus hours, that's got to be huge. Um, Ryan Sipes, even though outdoor nationals are gnarly and long and hard, and I'm sure. Very, very physically demanding. Three hours is a long time on a bike, and you gotta be strategic about that. Um, I'm sure that's that's new for him. It's a big mental game. I'm sure to be out there that long, and uh, it's just new. I think uh, if we see him next year, then I think we'll start to see results get even better as the years go on. Yeah, I think I just saw that he updated. Oh my gosh, I want to say it's a boy. The uh, the new baby that they have on the way. Or... I know they they posted the gender, and unfortunately, of the fifty the fifty fifty guests that I have, I'm gonna say it's a boy. I, I saw remember. that too. I think it is a boy. Okay, so I get it, and what I've seen, and having talked to a couple people in his pits and stuff like that, it, it's much easier to to do off road racing, be it GNCCs, OMAs, stuff like that, as a family. I think. Um, it, Sure, GNCC racing, we'll just use that as an example, is not as big. They're not at stadiums. They're not in the, the sense where they need to have this pit party where everything needs to be 110% professional because they've got all the fans walking around and looking at all this stuff. And I think that that's probably a lot better for him right now. And I think you can tell. The guy obviously knows how to ride. He's got that down. He knows how to train. He's just learning right now. And I think – and I, I kind of spoke to this when we had the, the preseason show – that I think I thought Ryan Sipes was going to do really good. Um, I thought he was going to do a little bit better than he's doing right now, but he's got so much to learn in the sense I think that there's so much more to off-road racing opposed to just doing the same training but then think, oh, I'm going to ride longer. Like that's there's, there's way more to it than that, and I think he's learning that, and I think 
sometime after the break is probably when we're going to really start to see rides from him that are going to be, you know, competing in the top three, opposed to maybe in the top five, if not a little bit further back. I agree. You're like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, I'll, I'll also add that um, you mentioned the whole family thing. That is one thing that drew me to GNCC racing. The people that were at the races um, are much more, I don't really know how to explain it, but I really like the atmosphere a lot better than motocross. Cool. And you, you've obviously coming from motocross, that means a lot, um, you know, in the sense that you, you've been, they probably, it sounds like that's kind of maybe more where you grew up doing is a little bit more motocross and coming from that. So, uh, yeah, sorry. Now that I'm on my phone having to do this and stupid notifications are popping up all over the place, it's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be distracted by this thing <laughs> and to see what happens. So, uh, Walker Fowler, that's your boyfriend. Yes. Uh, how long has that been going on? Um, I would say almost, almost three years. And no ring, huh? No, no, no. <laughs> Damn. I keep, waiting. I keep waiting for the first proposal on seat time, but unfortunately I just can't seem to make that happen. <laughs> I don't oh, think man. that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, since, like, it's not, <laughs> since, since it's not going to happen, then I figure it's okay to at least ask, what would maybe be an awesome, embarrassing moment that has happened to Walker Fowler that would make a lot of us giggle and laugh and talk about on the Internet? Um, like as far as racing or, well, you, know, you, you can go out on a limb here. We're fine with that. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, uh, like, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. That's really embarrassing for him. <laughs> he doesn't really get embarrassed. I don't think. Hmm. It's all just, it's like Travis Pastrana. He just, just does it. And whatever people think, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> I don't think he's quite Travis Pastrana, but. Hey, he is in my heart. <laughs> I've, I've got a question. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought. That was... I was just going to say, I don't even know if he's watching, so if I had something, I would tell you, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Becca, uh, what is it like to have a boyfriend who is a professional racer? Um, and you being a professional racer also, like, what is what is the relationship like in training and stuff like that? Um, In many ways, it's good because we ride together and we train together and, um, I actually live with him, and um, it's nice because he he has all the tracks here, and um, we get to ride whenever we want, basically. And um, it's it's cool because we can both push each other. And then in some ways, it's uh, it's annoying because we're both always like I don't I don't want to say the center of attention, but we're both like always kind of doing our own thing at the GNCCs. Like he's got his day Saturday, and then I have my day Sunday, and I don't. I don't even know how to explain it, but um, it's interesting. It's it's weird. I don't. I don't think I've ever met anybody else that has. Um, well, I guess Casey, her boyfriend, race, but I don't know. It's weird because he rides quads and I ride dirt bikes, and um, I don't know. You get. <laughs> Ooh, that is a fun discussion right there. Quads versus bikes, girlfriend versus boyfriend on the whole different type of uh, different type of number of wheels. How is that? Is there any kind of dynamic that's interesting there? Um, well, something that's funny, I always said growing up, because I race motocross, I'm like, Psh. people that race quads are complete goons, and, you know, they don't belong <laughs> racing. 
And then I met him, and I actually met him riding dirt bikes, if that's any consolation. <laughs> um, he rode dirt bikes, but um, I don't know. We don't, we don't really – it's cool because we always race after the quads um, for GNCCs, and so our track is quad ruts, and so I get a lot of quad rut practice. <laughs> But I don't know if there's – it's not really, like, a feud. Like, people are always, like, nuke the quads, quad <laughs> stuff, but I don't really care. It, I they ha, I give them a lot of credit because I've tried to race a quad, and it is not as easy as it seems. It's scary. <laughs> I think it would be scary, too. I, I, I couldn't get on one. I'd be too terrified. <laughs> <laughs> not not my thing. That's, that's interesting, though, to think about y'all being – opposite in that way but I mean the racing is still um I know my husband uh, raced open a class of GCCs when I raced and it's an interesting relationship um they push you really really hard I'm sure you mm -hmm. know that and uh but I don't know you're dating so they can't hate you forever if you suck <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm in uh I'm I'm in all this uh this, this sharing mode here with Twitter. So, uh, Jordan, give us a little bit more information about this. Maybe we can. what we can do is we can talk to Becca, and Becca can give us a good way of what she thinks that somebody could try to win this uh, this uh, fly racing swag that we're giving away on the show tonight. Swag. All right. Um, I have – should I say what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, i got to pull it up here. Uh, Fly has sent me a tank top for a girl. It's the diamond tank top in white. Um, it's pretty freaking sweet looking. So, obviously, it's for a girl, unless, I don't know, I guess a dude could wear it if he wanted, but it's not hey, a pro tank. It is it not me. <laughs> a pro tank. Um, so, we need a way. I'm on the chat, and I asked if anybody has any girlfriends, wives, sisters, cousins, besties that are ladies. Or I guess a dude that would want to wear a lady's tank. <laughs> if you will. So, I think we should make it a competition, though, because I'm all about competition. I don't think, I mean, no free handouts here. Right. <laughs> so, Becca, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what's a good competition, Becca? A good social competition. Like, yes. if we were, we're talking with the chat room here. We'd love to get them involved. But maybe if uh, anything in the chat room doesn't do it for us, if you will, we could even go to Twitter and uh, go that far to get social, if you will. Uh, <laughs> to get social. Um, I don't know. I'm not a good competition picker. I I have no idea. What do people, like, well, does it need to be, like, a knowledge thing? Like, oh, if you know this, you can win this tank top. But if you don't know it, you're not going to win. Or, or... What if, Jordan, Jordan, you turn your laptop camera down and do as many push-ups as you can right now, and the first person to send us a video oh of doing more push-ups of you could win. Oh I mean, you can God. say no. I'm just saying. That's a, you know, that's a, good, that's a good one. Ah, oh, Becca, you only say that because you're in a car. <laughs> I know. I can't <laughs> People will look at me really funny. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, man, I have not done a push-up in a really long time. I'm going to be real. I've been really lazy. So this could just be really embarrassing on my part. Oh, well, you're more than welcome to come up with a better idea. Wait, wait, wait a second. So so what if it's a guy trying to win the tank top for the girl, and they're Ooh, just, like, true. super buff, and they can just knock out 80,000 push-ups like it's nothing? Well, I know I can't do that, but it could happen with other people. 
Um, all right, I think, oh gosh, okay, let's do it. I've done a push-up competition on every show, why, why change it now? Hey! <laughs> all right, Cooper, I'm going to need you. <laughs> Come hither. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to have Cooper do push-up, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would like to call my stand-in. Oh, man, my room's a mess. All right, Becca, what's it, all right, now while Jordan gets set up, Becca and I are going to talk about, uh, how many pictures we think, uh, you're actually going to do. So how many push-ups do you think she's got in her? Um, I'm going to say, huh? I don't want to be mean, but I'm, not, not, I'm overestimating. Don't guess many. Don't guess many. Okay. Um, I don't know, 50. Oh, wait, my wait. gosh, that's a lot of push-ups. That's a lot of damn push-ups. <laughs> okay, wait, like, does she get any breaks, or do these all have to be, like... Oh, no, it's just, she just goes. And we're talking, okay. like, CrossFit style, right? Like... Just the ground. Oh, That's man. what I was wondering. Are you going to do CrossFit? Like, I think CrossFit push-ups are, are the only fair way to go. I would say, yeah, no. Are you going to be – you're not on your knees, are you? Or you're no, not going to be? No, perfect. I won't be. I can't – okay, I can't do very many not on my knees. <laughs> All right, people in the chat room, should we should we have this on Twitter too? This is the chat room. Um, <laughs> I think while you're doing your push-ups, I'll, I'll put it to Twitter. Okay, I have Maybe. to take my headphones off. Yeah, um, we're going to watch. Don't you worry. Balls, okay. Okay. <laughs> CrossFit push-ups, not on my knees. This is going to be embarrassing. Who's counting? Who's counting? We need Jordan. Count. Six. Seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's it. I'm tapped out. Where are we at? We're, we're at 47. <laughs> Liar. I saw it. 47. 47. All right, I'm trying to make a tweet here for it for the Fly Racing Tank Top Giveaway. I wasn't joking when I said I've been really lazy. That's fine. That's okay. We're allowing you to be lazy. Okay, now while while I go ahead and send out this tweet, Becca, I want you to talk about how poor her form was or maybe how good it was. And then we It wanna, was terrible. We want to hear about uh, hear about your experience uh, working out for the first time in forever, Jordan. <laughs> um, I say that your form looked good to me. Thanks, Becca. You're very sweet. <laughs> uh, my experience working out just now. That was rough, y'all. Um, I did CrossFit over the winter for like two months, maybe. And then I quit because I'm a weenie. <laughs> As you can all see. It doesn't ever get any easier. I know. That's the problem. You leave sore and you can't walk. Always. I'm like, okay, when will I feel my legs again? <laughs> Well, uh, how much – here's a good question for you guys on that. How much uh, time do you spend, like, maybe rolling out or really stretching and trying to make sure that you're, you're, you're kind of like – as it's not really lactic acid, but we'll just call it that because it's easy, like, working out the lactic acid, um, it, it, the buildup, you know, in, in your muscles that's making you sore. I would say that um, any other workout that I've ever done, I've never stretched as much – 
as as I have for CrossFit. Like, is very very important to stretch before and after CrossFit. <laughs> What, what, Becca, do you do any, like, warm-up and stuff before the race of the GMCC, stretching and warm-up? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, not really. Like, um, <laughs> we've kind of talked about it, that I'm kind of like a spaz before the race, and <laughs> you need, we need to bring the bicycle, and you need to be on the trainer for, like, ten minutes before you go to the line so you can calm down, but that hasn't happened yet. Maybe I'll try it this week, this weekend. <laughs> Nothing like a race to try new stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do it sometime. That's right. Um, how's it going, Brian? Oh, good. I'm uh, trying to get the uh, uh, dude. I bought the like high-end package or for whatever from this hotel, and I can't even get a damn tweet to go out. So somebody's gonna have a conversation with somebody at the lobby when this show was over about how shitty this has all worked out for me this evening. It's kind of a uh, kind of pathetic, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm gonna get that tweet out when I can though, for sure. But um. I think Becca, um, I want to know, you know, as we kind of close up here, and we're gonna we're gonna get ready to do with uh, to have Jessica Patterson on. I wanted to know, Duracross just started. We saw Casey Martinez win there. Um, it, we're gonna be coming to the East Coast again, coming to Atlanta. Are, are you gonna be planning to participate in the uh, Duracross when it comes to Atlanta? And if not, or if you are, what are you kind of thinking about the series and the women involved, you know, in Enduro right now? Um, I am actually not planning on doing any enduro cross. Um, I really haven't had an opportunity to practice enduro cross or build an enduro cross track, and it's something that I really want to do, and it's something I want to be good at. Um, and it's also very expensive. So until I have the funds and the practice in, I will not be doing any enduro cross. But um, I think it's it's good for the women. I think they're getting a lot of exposure, especially with X Games and and just the whole Enduro Cross series mm -hmm. in general. Well, I'm sorry. Well, so let's let's uh, let's dive into that a little bit. That's actually pretty good. What is the setup cost for you to do Enduro Cross? I have no idea. <laughs> you just know it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I kind of. Um. I just really haven't had the time or opportunity. Like, it has just not presented itself to me, so I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. Um, I could see a lot of the costs probably coming from travel. Yeah, that's um, most of it. <laughs> the races are, a lot of them, I think, on the West Coast. Is that correct, Becca? I'm not sure. Yeah, I really know the so. schedule. Yeah. Um, well, they're far. I think the biggest is, like, it's since since the Atlanta round is August 23rd, um, you know, that, that's fairly close to where everybody goes, you know, in the, in the GNCCs. Um, and I figure since um, Atlanta, Georgia, you know, you guys, the Ampros, what, just a little bit away, kind of, is it South Carolina or North Carolina where Randy's uh, based out of? Um, he's in South Carolina. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, obviously it's not next door, but it's fairly close. You know, it might be able to make that work out. I'd love for you guys to make it because I think for so long, uh, the Enduro, I remember when the Enduro Cross was coming to Oklahoma. It was fantastic. I went and did the sportsman class. Hell yeah, I got my ass kicked, but it was fun. It was something different, and it's a new way to get out there and ride your dirt bike and get made fun of. I'm totally <laughs> into all of that. But I think like now that the now that the series for so long became a West Coast series, obviously we get that. You know, That's where they filled the numbers, and they needed to make money. But now that we're getting a chance to compete again, or that, I'm sorry, now that East Coasters are going to get a chance to compete again, I, I want to see them there. Um, you know, because if somebody from the East Coast can go out there and kick everybody's butt, 
woman's class, men's class, amateur class, whatever. Um, mm. I, I want them to realize that that's what that's what needs to happen. They need to keep the series not coast specific and, and try to make sure that people can get to these races. And if racers can't make it, then they need to find a way to help them. Um, because the series is only going to last, obviously, if they have mm-hmm. racers. But so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Am I? Am I? What am, what am I crazy? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. I know. Uh, I know Jessica um, is planning on doing the. I don't know if she's planning on doing the whole series. I know she's doing X Games. And I know she just went to Vegas. Um, and I guess they just build a whole enduro cross track at Randy's farm. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to hang out there a lot because I have things to do here at home. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think I think it's cool, and I think she is she's kind of a West Coast person, but she lives on the East Coast now, so if she does them all, that, that's good. It's bringing an East Coast person to them. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that I can find a way to make it out there for that event. It's unfortunately the weekend right after the TKO, and I already told a couple of people that I'd go to the TKO, so I might be losing my weekend race pass in August to <laughs> to head to the TKO opposed to uh, heading to Atlanta. So uh, we'll have to see how uh, how because uh... Liam will have just turned two, Nora will have just turned six months, Kalen's just turned eight this past weekend. So my kids are getting older, and my wife will kill me if I continue to to disappear <laughs> for all these races. So. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, are yeah. you going to go to the X Games, Brian? It's in Austin. Um, yes. Actually, I have already bought tickets. I bought uh, two two-day pa- two three-day passes. So I'm taking my daughter, my eight-year-old, Kaylin. Uh, we're going to go together um, and watch all the Enduro Cross and stuff. You know, she goes to the races with us now. So she, she you know, and she rides. So she's totally – I wouldn't say she's into the scene, but what I am lucky enough about is she likes hanging out with me. And so <laughs> I, think, I think she'll have fun because, you know, we'll have fun together. And uh, I just hope that uh, it's uh, – I think it should be fun for her. At eight, she may be a little young for a full day at the X Games and then seeing all that stuff, but, you know, we'll we'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, cool. Well, Becca, uh, any, any last words, any other comments, thoughts, or things like that as we kind of wrap this up and, and uh, let you get back to your home and, and leave leave uh, leave your cell network behind? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, what do you think? I mean, obviously things didn't go as planned on our end, and we apologize for that, of course, profusely. But uh, first time on Sea Time, was it was it horrible? No, no, it's not horrible. I had fun. Good. <laughs> Good. That's what we like to hear. Not uh, horrible. So, that's key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think, Jordan? Can we let her go? Yeah, I think so. We'll let her get get home and away from her cell phone service. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes that's better for everybody. Well, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I know. With the way that the season's been going for you, we're going to talk to you a little bit more, and we really appreciate you uh, sharing and kind of kind of showcasing some of the stuff that you, as a lady, go through in a sport that I would say feels fairly male dominated in, in the sense of just the way it is. It just feels that way. So we appreciate that for sure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, good luck uh, as as races come up and keep coming on, and uh, and uh, Loretta's this weekend. So good luck at that for sure. Thank you. Good luck, Becca. Keep killing it. I'll try my best. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. All right, so we're going to go with uh, Stephen, who is actually at my house in uh, McKinney, Texas, is going to go ahead and get a try, if you will, try to get uh, Jessica Patterson set up here in this hangout that we've got going on um, across the country. 
Um, I definitely want to say big thanks to Fly Racing um, and to all of our supporters. For those of you who don't know, Fly Racing is a fantastic supporter of not just the show, Seat Time, but of course of all off-road sports. Um, huge supporters of guys like uh, Andrew Short, Trey Kennard. Um, and I think it says a lot. You know, Those guys are super classy dudes. They're big family guys, and it says a lot about what Fly Racing is as well. They're not just a huge supporter of the sport, but they live, breathe, and are completely involved in all aspects of um, dirt bike racing, you know, the, the life and, and what we live and how we, you know, do what we do and all the racing that goes on. So if you haven't ever checked out flyracing.com, please go check out their website, check out all the gear that they have to offer. They did just release a lot of new spring gear. Um, obviously, they have things like the casual wear, like Jordan is going to be working on giving away here shortly to some video people that can give us some awesome push-up competitions, if you will. Um, but, yeah, we definitely, definitely appreciate all their support. You, you, uh, you wear fly gear, don't you there, Jordan? I sure do. Yeah, what do you Probably. think? Probably. It's the best stuff ever. Did you get any of the new uh, the new, uh, the new, new spring gear, the new kinetic mesh they just released? I have not, but in Texas, that is a must-buy because it gets like a million degrees here. So that will be the next purchase is the new mesh gear. Do you have it? Oh, yeah, I have uh, – yeah, uh, Dale sent me some of the new, the new uh, mesh gear, and it's awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm super excited. I and mean, Fly was super, super nice enough to put my new logo on the back, too. I had uh, our, our friend Brian Voral over at Voral Designs, uh, which you can find at VoralDesign.com, was nice enough to design me a logo for Purveyor of Awesome. Um, we don't, I don't think we have that uh, in stock, if you will, but to get that set up and show you guys. But I, there's pictures on Instagram and all that kinds of stuff of when it came in, so you can go see that. Super, super cool, those guys. Um, we, we do have other supporters of Seed Time, which we would love for you to go check out. Um, another one of those guys is Fast Company. So if you go to fastco.com, uh, over there, what you're going to find out about is what we say are the best handlebars out there, especially for off-road. You don't see too many guys racing to a motocross, and I think it's because of the fact that they just haven't really broken into that market very very much. Um, you see a lot more guys ride them in off-road, a lot of like the dirt-wise guys, you see a lot of them wear them. Um, we did have Dustin Malicote, who is in the chat room typically and watching the show. He just had his first experience on flex bars because he was riding Jason Thomas's bike um, at one of the dirt-wise schools. Loved him. Tweeted about how he's going to buy them because of the fact that he heard about them on Seat Time, how much we talk about them, how much I enjoy riding on them, how much Jason Thomas likes them, rode them on his bike, still hates the KTM uh, stop grips, which you should because <laughs> they suck. Um, but I, mean, I think it goes to show that they make a great product, and those flex bars really do help you last longer, if you will. And if there's anything in life that we want to do, it's last longer while riding our dirt bike. So, yeah, and then what I find fun, too, is they also have a torque spoke wrench, um, and that took out a lot of the guessing. My dad taught me um, when I'm true – I wouldn't say true enough, but checking my uh, – checking everything that's going on with the bike is, uh, you know, take a, a wrench and you kind of ding on the spokes to see if they sound like they are, they're all tensioned the same. Now, I mean, that's how you would tune a drum, but I don't know if that's the best way to make sure that your your wheel is true or, uh, you know, up to spec. So it's something like a torque, a torque spec wrench, uh, spoke wrench is definitely the way to go, which you can find as well um, through the guys over there at Fast Company. So fastco.com is the website where you can find more about those guys. We definitely appreciate their support of Seat Time. We couldn't be doing this without all of our great supporters. So as we kind of wait to see if we can get Jessica on here, Jordan, uh, we, we get a chance now to kind of talk about what's been going on. So what, what have you been up to? A lot of school is what I'm hearing? Um, yeah, mostly school. Um, I'm a full-time student, and uh, that pretty much takes over most of my life. 
right now. Um, I still have several more years to go to get my degree. I started late because we were racing. Right. But, uh, semester's over, which is awesome, and I feel like I should be out celebrating, but I don't celebrate. I just, like, sleep, so. <laughs> which is okay. Sleep's in my future. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I was thinking about that I didn't get a chance to, uh, to ask um, Becca, unfortunately, um, but I can ask you, is, is say, like, when it comes to bike setup and things of that nature, as a woman um, who does that, do you find that listening to what might be traditional setup for someone like your husband, like if your husband's like, oh, I, I run my bars like this, I run my suspension like this, does any of that knowledge just not work for you because you're a woman, or does it not work for you because you're just a different person and you ride different? Um, well, if we compare mine to my husband's, it would just be because he has the weirdest setup ever. Oh. <laughs> but, um, me compared to most guys, my setup, um, handlebar wise and stuff, I would say is pretty average. Um, I like, um, let's say levers and stuff. I notice mine are a little bit different than other riders in that I don't, I have them very even with the bars. Um, really the biggest thing I think for girls is, uh, suspension. Uh, most of us are, very light, and uh, suspension's got to be light to work for us. Um, I struggled a lot with my suspension, getting it right. Factory Connection finally got me set up really well. Um, it just took way lighter springs than anyone could thought that that, that it needed. Um, but I think suspension is really the biggest thing for girls. Um, handlebars and stuff, I honestly, I listened when I was rode for the Ampro team in 2011. I listened to them and their suggestions, and that was what was best for me, and they take those off of the guy riders. So other than suspension, really, we just, I mean, I think if we keep it as close to theirs as possible, they know what they're doing. And uh, we don't ride that different than them. We're just a little bit weaker and a whole lot lighter. Right. Um, so one of our other supporters, which I haven't really mentioned yet, that we can get into a little bit later is solo performance. So for those of you that are like, oh, yeah, suspension, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm a woman, I'm a man, I don't know what's going on, my bike is bouncing around, it's so awkward, and you have questions, if nothing else, stillwellperformance.com. You can just go to that website and ask questions, what I think is awesome, because a lot of times people are like, oh, man, this guy wants me to go there and buy something. Actually, I don't. I want you to go there and talk to them about suspension if you have any questions and things like that because of the fact that I know they're knowledgeable. I know they have answers, and I know that they're going to be able to respond to you and tell you what they think. Now, if that then translates into some kind of point of sale, that's awesome. That means you trust them and you think that they're the ones that are going to be able to fix what you have, um, the problem that you are having. Um, so that's what I would ask is it's stillwellperformance.com. You go there, use a little contact us form, and be like, I was listening to seat time. And they said that you could help out with suspension problems. Yes, yes, they can. They helped me out, and it was awesome, mm -hmm. and they've done a really good job. So I think that uh, it's the place to be. Somebody is in the chat room. Brian, how's traffic going through Dallas? I think it's taking us on Interstate 30. Got to go through on my way to Roletta Lens. Casey Green? Does Casey Green sound familiar to you? To me? Yeah. No, sir. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Casey, where are you coming from? Yeah, no, that's a good question, too. She's going through Dallas, so maybe through Austin or maybe from down south, I would guess, because going, yeah. Yeah, going through Dallas off of Interstate 30, oh, no, they're coming from the west. Right? Yeah, don't ask me. And I'm not good with direction. I don't know either. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the next five to ten minutes we can find out if Jessica's going to be able to join us. If she can't, we'll make sure that we can get her on next week. Um, there's no need to, to stay on if that's not going to happen. But 
Um, I, I want to know what you kind of thought about some of the Endurocross stuff that, that happened this past weekend in Vegas. Um, I thought it was awesome. One thing that I noticed was the track looked extremely technical. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and uh, Which, of course, comes with Endurocross, but it seems like it's sometimes the track seems a little motocrossy. Um, and this one I noticed, and I even read that some people commented that it's a lot less motocrossy and that the trials, the people with trials backgrounds seem to maybe be able to do better at these, which um, I don't know if you, the men's results, Mike Brown, who usually dominates, he was a little bit lower in results than expected, and we had, like, Taddy Pluzuziak up there in, I think, third place. Yeah. So um, I wonder what the girls felt of it, because obviously it's usually more difficult for the girl riders, and I was interested to talk to Jessica and see kind of what her thoughts were on it. Yeah, and I know uh, I saw a cool um, a cool picture, I think, that Rachel Gudish had shared of her kind of like wheeling over. It was I think it was Manny Mastin. It looked like that was down on the ground that she was trying to just not kill. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw that so picture. That was awesome. That was, that was pretty interesting, to say the least. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's cool, and I'm glad that that's the case. I do remember for a little while there it was seeming to get a little – a little fast, a little less technical. I would, yeah, and maybe some motocross aspects have been more so were being brought in. But I think having watched the Vegas finale from last year and now what they've brought this year, dude, that that uh, wooden peak thing they oh had set up, dude. I mean, that was <laughs> there was no way to hold back. I mean, you had to just grab your balls and be like, I'm, <laughs> I'm up and I'm over because. If you thought about it for a second, you were going to die. Yeah, I saw a picture of it, um, and I thought to myself, well, if I was there racing that, I would have saw that on track walk and said, nope, that's it. I'm out. We're going home. Yeah. Because that does not look fun. Yeah, for me, I totally would be like, if if somebody, you know, say we showed up at Munster and somebody was like, check out the craziness I've built, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go play on that. That's it. <laughs> If anybody were to try to put me in a race situation like that, where you're, like, bumping elbows, mm, no. Uh, no, pass. Yeah, that's where, I mean, that, that and so, though I'm not going to go off and run and do it, you know, pay money to go do that, I'm glad they're doing it, because I think that that's, that is showing that they're definitely trying to showcase, you know, the more, the more technical side of Endurocross. Absolutely, and, I mean, I'm not saying that the other tracks weren't difficult, because I would not be able to crawl through them probably and I know that they're much more difficult than they look on TV or anything of that sort or in pictures um, but I like to see that it's even more challenging looking and more gnarly and I think that that wows people who don't know much about the sport even more. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like I've heard anything and Stephen hasn't been able to get back to me um, so I, I kind of want to know what you think we should do? What do you think? What, what do you think we should do, Jordan? I'm going to go with what you've got to say. Oh, I mean, you have shoot. done push-ups on the show, so I mean, it's <laughs> definitely had a lot to do. Oh man, I'm not sure. I don't think I can make those kind of calls. Yeah, you don't think so? Oh yeah. All right. Well, Jordan, here's here's the deal. I want you. Hmm, what is something fun and interesting motorcycle related? I'm drawing a blank here. Tell me about the most fun GNCC track that you've ever raced. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, hang on. I have to have to think here. Most fun. Okay. Oh, man. This is a close tie because I really, really, really enjoy 
um, Unadilla. I don't know what it is about that place. Maybe I just didn't get stuck somewhere there. So that's why it's in my memory as it was so much fun. Um, but I loved that place. Um, and then the second closest would be Crawfordsville. And that's because the dirt is always awesome. And in Texas, we don't get good dirt. So any place that has awesome dirt is usually fun. So um, both those places, I'd say, were my favorite GCC tracks. Oh, and I'm hearing an echo. Yeah, was that me? Um, I know a lot of people in Texas are headed to Loretta's, I think, this weekend. Um, I've never yes. been a fan. You haven't been a fan? I've never been a fan of Loretta's. I don't know why, but um, I don't prefer that track as a GNCC track. But it's the closest one to Texas, so I see why everybody wants to go to it. I mean, it's Yeah, we do have a lot of Texas people going. So what, what, uh, what are some of the big things that you don't like about that track? Um, the dirt is not all that awesome, and um, the, like, gravel whoop. Whoa. I think we, I think we have a guest. Jessica, are you there? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, what's up? So are you in your car as well? Yeah. One sec, hold on. You got it. Uh, a little, little confusing, but we figured it out. Hey, man, this is this is pushing the limits of uh, of, of technology. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah, we try to just uh, have as much fun with this as we can and get everything set up and try to get set up beforehand. And of course, nothing ever goes to plan, so we just wing it and see what happens and create a show out of it. Half, yeah, that's good. Half the Usually fun. What is, I do is I just. Half the fun is just seeing if it works out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. What's going on? Oh, man, not too much. I mean, we're just going at it here. So tell us, I know you just got back in town. So were you coming back from Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I actually went there and did a little bit of, um, checked out the Enduro Cross action and uh, Supercross. And then coming back now, we have a GNCC this weekend. So get yeah, ready Loretta, for that. And Loretta Lynn's. So uh, has anybody kind of told you what the track's like and, like, what the property's like? I don't know if you've raced there before. No, I've never raced there before, but, um, yeah, I've heard from a few people. You know, it's kind of a little bit rocky, and, you know, you go through some different creek beds and stuff, and then, um, I don't know, it's supposed to be raining, so, you know, that always adds a twist into everything. <laughs> yeah, um. I was talking to Trevor Bollinger um, I don't know, about a week ago, about two weeks ago, when we did a press release for him um, after uh, Iron Man, or sorry, after Limestone, and he said that if it was muddy, he would probably enjoy it more than if it was not, than if it was dry. So really? Yeah, I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I've never raced there. I've been there twice, but I have no idea what the track's like. Uh, Jordan was just telling us that she didn't enjoy it that much, so she might have some advice for you. Oh, goodness. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if I have much advice. Um, I would have to agree that wet Loretta's is probably better than dry Loretta's. But um, I have this one vivid memory of it being very wet one year and uh, come up to this one hill and it was just a waterfall coming down the hill. And I was just saying to myself, I'm supposed to go up this? Like the water's <laughs> like rushing down. So uh, it's fun. Um, of course, GNCs are always fun. Just uh some of us have least favorite tracks and more. Yeah. yeah. 
plan. Uh, Georgia was anyway, so it was like that. There was like water rushing around, and um, it was pretty gnarly. So it, it seems like we've been getting our fair share of mud races, so regardless, I guess we'll be ready for it. <laughs> yeah, all the bike prep you've learned is now a chance to take advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Jessica, tell us a little bit about the Endurocross that you just raced. Um, we were talking a little bit about it and uh, the, the technicality of it. Um, how, how do you think, how, how technical was it? And uh, as, a, as a ladies rider, do you think it was more difficult than uh, past ones seem to be? Or it's about the same? Um, well, this was my first one. I actually got got the call to kind of be um, invited to uh, X Games, so um, I kind of just started preparing for it. I've written, uh, I had a track built at home and had, you know, maybe a good five days on it before I showed up, and I thought my track was pretty gnarly, you know, not ever really doing it before and stuff like that, and I started to get the hang of it, and I was like, oh, this stuff's not going to be too bad, and then show up in Vegas and it was completely opposite of what I even thought. I mean, it is different because it was in a tighter course, but, um, you know, everything was a little bit bigger also than I have. So it was, um, it was gnarly and horrible. Like for me, like I didn't do that well. I qualified, so I guess that was good, but, um, you know, me, I expect to do a little better, but, um, I don't know. It was it was just challenging for sure, but I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot from it, and um, at least now I have a month to get ready for X Games and be more prepared. <laughs> Man, that's good. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a way to jump in feet first for sure. Is just to get a call and start <laughs> trying to ride. So what did uh, tell us? About, you know, we, we saw pictures of the track and we've seen a little bit of video. Unfortunately, we didn't get a live webcast uh, this this year, uh, which. P.S. I am actually working on getting us one for the Atlanta round, so you're welcome. Um, but uh, I, I want to know what you thought about the track itself. You were telling me, you know, we were talking about the technicality of it, and we were talking about, like, the log hill, you know, how steep and uh, that was. So kind of tell us about some of the obstacles and maybe what you thought was the most difficult one on the track. Um, you know, really, for me, everything was difficult just because I'm so new to it, so – Understandable. Uh, <laughs> the the entire thing was hard, but yeah, they they used this year, I guess, a little bit bigger logs than normal, and uh, they had like cypress trees and stuff, so it was huge. And and they also made it harder from uh, you know from the beginning of the day to the nighttime because of amateurs and stuff, so they can't make it as gnarly and and whatnot, so everybody can kind of get around it. Um, but I mean, they the rock section's tough because you you gotta not get stuck and just carry your momentum through it, and and that seems to be like a little bit of the, the hardest things to do, um, especially when there's so many girls down. Is in the arena that one um, was super tight, so it's like there wasn't as much room, and and you have a couple girls down, and that becomes the most challenging part is to maneuver around lines that nobody would really ever go because there's nowhere else to go. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it's hard. It's kind of like a roller coaster. I mean, you have your ups and downs, but it seems like uh, you just got to keep a, a momentum and, and 
just you know get through the, the gnarly sections clean as you can. Yeah, I notice it. It seems to me that it's kind of like okay, who can not wreck? You know, who who wrecks the least and can get around, and that's kind of where you determine the winner is just who can get through the things clean, not so much in who rides at the fastest, but really who can make it through the obstacles the cleanest. Is that true? Or Yeah, it is for sure because, I mean, it's pretty much a guarantee you're going down. It's just when you do go down, it's a matter of how much time you spend and just getting up and continuing and, um, and like you said, just making the least mistakes that you can. So I, I definitely learned a lot from this week. And I'm glad I did it, um, just just like to have the experience. And now I know when um, you know I get home, I'm gonna make the, my track a little bit tougher, so I'll be ready. But they said X Games is gonna be a little bit better because they have a bigger area to work with, and um, you know, of course, having more space makes it better. Also, yeah. Uh, what if, what if uh, now that you've kind of gotten the call and you're going to X Games and stuff like that, what kind of stuff have people told you about the event? Like, is there any kind of crazy, weird things that we should expect? Or, I mean, like, kind of like a lot of what we saw, do you think, with, excuse me, with X Games Worldwide last year is what we're going to kind of see this year in Austin? Um, I think it, I think, yeah, it's going to be kind of like what you've seen. They actually have a track map and everything on, on their website. So, um, nothing, I mean, it's always different in person. It doesn't look that bad, but, um. It looks like, you know, they're going to have the, the typical obstacles, and they said there's going to be a little bit more jumps than than there was the past ones. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to change gears a little bit, Jessica, I know I've been wanting to ask you, um, what is it like going from the uh, motocross series in the professional women's class to the GNCC series? Um, just kind of talk about that a little bit for us, uh, what the transition was like, maybe in training, um, lifestyle, moving to the East Coast, um, whatever you've got. Um, I'm sure people are interested in hearing what's Yeah, Yeah, um, you know, like you said, I, I've ridden moto my entire life, and I kind of dabbled around in it last year a little bit and did a couple races. I told Yamaha I was kind of interested in it, so, of course, they, they hooked me up with Randy Hawkins, and he gave me everything I needed to you know, pretty much prepare and let me do some of them, and uh, I, I enjoyed them. It was something different to do, and um, it was very challenging. Um, just going from being where you race, you know, 30 minutes max wide open, and uh, then you go to that to where you need to um, kind of pace yourself, and um, I don't know, it's just... Not like I, I approached it as just going wide open. I thought I just had to go and, and leave everybody, and I would end up bouncing off of trees and making so many mistakes and crashes. And it was a, uh, it wasn't that good the first, the first few races. But um, I've learned a lot just staying there and riding with these guys, and and um, you know, just the whole change of pace of things has been quite challenging for me. So. Um, I, that's just, um, you know, it's just one of the hardest things I think for me is is learning how to to pace the race and not have to go wide open straight away and, and being able, like, it's okay to follow people 
and to uh, learn the track first. Yeah, definitely. So then, uh, yeah. So then we moved, uh, came back east, stayed here for a while, and uh, things were going good. And decided I wanted to do this full time. So um, talked to. Uh, it was going to be my last year anyway with with uh, the WMX. Um, I just felt like I accomplished everything I needed to do. And um, kind of, like I said, I dabbled around in it last year. And so this year I said, um, why not try to do this full time and give it a full commitment and see what I can do with it. And uh, so moved back east and um, been staying in uh, Traveler's Rest where the whole crew is and riding with Paul Wibley and, and Ricky Russell and having uh, Randy around and everybody like that is, is definitely um, – a plus for me just being able to learn from guys like that that know so much and that have obviously done a lot in their career and and stuff like that and they've been very very helpful and um this year has gone a lot better and uh just been enjoying it just been going good so i uh, had a had a couple bad bad races just one had a bike problem and then the other one i just this past one was going good. Me and Casey were, were battling with each other, and I just go to pass a lapper. It kind of um, landed on a rock, and it sent me into a tree. So that didn't Ooh. end up well. So, but other than that, everything's been going really good, and I want another one this year. So I'm on the right path. I feel like. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, what is your? Tell us a little bit about what it's been like to be able to ride with Paul Wibley and Ricky Russell and the likes of all the guys over there, you know, staying at the farm. Because I bet, I bet that's a really good place to learn a lot about kind of <laughs> off-road racing and riding and stuff like that. Yeah, those guys are pretty gnarly. They they get me to do some things that I really don't want to do sometimes, but um, it's definitely for the best. Those guys have. Uh, they're doing really good right now. You know, obviously, Ricky's been doing awesome. And, um, you know, Paul's obviously won a lot of races himself. And, um, yeah, like, just being around those guys and being able to get get um, points off of them and whatnot has been very helpful. Just, I think, uh, you know, just riding with them. You know, we have our different little programs that we do during the week. And being able to ride with each other has helped a lot. Very cool. Uh, Jordan, you spent some time at the farm, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. In 2011, I yeah, rode so, over uh, Meyer over Ampro and spent quite a bit of time at the farm. Yeah, so what do you think? Uh, would you have any advice for, for Ms. Patterson? <laughs> um, I don't think I have any advice. I could just uh, agree with her that being there and riding with those guys and being in that atmosphere is incredible and um, it's definitely helpful. Um, they're they're helpful to the girls that are out there and riding and training, and they they drag you along and um, mm. make you make you train as hard as them and ride as hard as them and challenge you. And I think it's awesome and it's a great experience. And I think that those teams like that that are bringing the girls on and encouraging them to jump in with the guys and the the guys that are taking the girls under their wing, I think that's helping us for uh, progress and uh, the women's side of it. I think uh, that's a big part of it moving. Or like it is. Yeah. Well, uh, Jessica, now that you're kind of, you know, like you said, you're, you decided to do this kind of full time. What are your thoughts on how the series is run and the racing and stuff like that? 
from your perspective, you know, having done the WMX and stuff like that, I believe that's still run by Racer Productions. You know, it's just the motocross side of things. So does it feel the same, or does it feel like a totally different, you know, setup as you're kind of in and out of this series? Um, it's totally different. I mean, you know exactly what time you're racing. You race and you're done. So, um, that's that's the good part that I really like about it is you know it's not dragged on all day. So, um. Yeah, the same the same crew, MX Sports runs it, but um, I think everybody's good. It's totally laid back. Everybody works well together, and um, everything runs pretty smoothly. It, you know, there's some races where we have you know five, seven hundred people out there, so that's that's sometimes the toughest part of it all. But um, the transition of it has been been fairly easy, um, you know, with everybody and. You know, I've I've got a definitely a warm welcome over there, and um, a lot of familiar faces. You know, just from so long, and people in uh, MX Sports and whatnot. So, right, um, it's it's a good good thing for sure. Um, well, they just they just re- mentioned recently in a press release that they're going to start doing um, some serious drug testing um, for the outdoors. Uh, you know, the, uh, for the MX Nationals. Um, I was wondering, um, there was a time, you know, you've, you've done the WMX, and with that, you've, you've had a time, you know, a lot of time around the outdoor nationals and stuff like that. Uh, do you think that there's, I, I'm glad they're doing it. I think as a professional sport, they just need to do it. There just needs to be a level set playing field. So, having said that, do you think that there's any underlying real reason that they need to start doing this drug testing? Um, I mean, I don't know. There's just so many questions and people really don't even know. So I think it's good that they are doing it so people do know. And, and they don't just accuse everybody of things that nobody really does know. So I'm I'm glad that they are doing it just to settle everybody's minds about it. Um, but I think it's a good thing for the sport regardless to um, to have it done and, and uh, see see. See what's going on. Just keep it all, all an even playing field. Nice and level set. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But I just was wondering because I know that Tony Alessi, when he came on Pulp MX one time, was totally like, "There's a drug ring and MX Sports and all this other shit." And I was like, um, "Yeah, that's Tony." That sounds a little crazy, but you know, whatever. We'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little crazy, but I don't know. You you do like I say. You have so many people that accuse people of things, and you don't really ever know. And um, I think, like I said, it's just gonna make it ease people's minds and keep it even. So yeah. Um, Jessica, what was the biggest um, difference training wise going from the outdoor nationals or the WMX series to GNCCs? What did you say, riding-wise? Um, training. Training and riding, I guess, could be. Um, you know, honestly, not that much. Um, I try to, uh, I try, uh, the only thing that I've done is maybe make some of my workouts a little longer. I try to keep them. Um, I have my short days and my long days. I haven't done too much else to really, um, to change it. I, I have a solid program, and, I've I've been feeling great during my races, so I haven't changed it up that much, really. Um, I think it's good also just for enduro cross to have those um, 
those short workouts that kind of spike your heart rate for that short time to to keep you going just so you're ready for that also. But um, even when you're racing GNCCs, you get in situations where you're stuck and you're using all your energy and, you know, you're kind of just trying to get out of places and your, your heart rate spiked right up. It's good to uh, be able to have it spiked and come down and, and work and, and uh, still go on for the duration of the time. So, um, like I said, I didn't really change much at all. I've, I've kept my program the way it's kind of been, just maybe added in a couple days that might be a little longer than usual. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and I was going to ask something else, and I totally forgot. <laughs> That's okay. You're Now you're just running the show like I did. <laughs> I had so much. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, also just kind of, uh, doing some training days with Paul Wibley and stuff, he comes up with some crazy stuff. So that's helped out. Also, just being with those guys and learning, you know, what they may have done. But um, you know, and I kind of added added in swimming into to my routine, which I really didn't swim much before. But like I said, other than that, everything's been pretty much the same. Are there any um, specific rounds coming up? I know you did a couple last year, but any specific ones that you haven't done that maybe you're a little nervous about, here talk about, that uh, makes you a little nervous about racing? Um, there, was a, there was this one I haven't done, the one that I did last week I haven't done before. Um, there was a couple, I mean, I only did, I think, about eight of them last year just because I had other obligations, you know, with moto and stuff like that that I had to do, so... Um, I, I'm not really sure. There's a cu couple coming up that I haven't done, but I'm excited because it's just totally new for me, and I, I like when I go to new places, but it's also good to have the experience <laughs> out there also. But I think uh, I think it'll be fine, and I enjoyed going to – I think I did Ironman last year, um, stuff like that. So there's um, probably the next few races I haven't done yet. Cool. Um, yeah, I was just wondering, have, have you done West Virginia? Did you do that one last year? Uh, what? Snowshoe? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, I did a half a lap there last year. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that great there either. So um, it started pouring down rain in that place. When it's pouring down rain, it's not that fun. So. <laughs> that place usually isn't very uh, fun anyway. <laughs> Add the rain and that doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Man, I, I love uh, I love that place. I've talked about it many times, and I'm looking forward to the day that I can make it there and race, or race and or ride on a dirt bike. I know if I go there, it's going to be riding while there's a race going on. But still, um, uh, I've I've loved racing there on mountain bikes back in the day. So I would love the chance to get out there. I know that they have all those natural springs, which keep it pretty moist and in and uh, and uh, wet. So I can imagine if it rains that that place is pretty crappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty gnarly. I mean, just like coming from moto and, and showing up to places like that where you have these gnarly rocks and all these rock gardens and stuff. I'm like, what do I do here? Like, I have no clue. So that that was kind of shocking to me last year a little bit. Is just like being not sure about much. So now kind of knowing what it's about. Um, I'm, I'm not that nervous about it anymore. So uh, I 
I will look forward to that one, but it's not fun riding on wet rocks, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, get ready for X Games, because I'm sure there's going to be a couple rocks that are probably going to get wet. Oh, yeah. They they make it that way. They love it where you go through the the um, little little lakes that they make, and then you go through sand, and then it's either slippery logs or rocks. So I'll be expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, um, well, cool. Well, we definitely. I know it took a little bit for us to get everything set up and kind of, kind of move everything along, and that's the, definitely uh, just a fault of the fact that uh, me being out of town and trying to get everything working. So, one, we appreciate you coming on the show. Definitely appreciate you taking the time to kind of help us work through all of that and uh, get us all set up. Uh, any, any other kind of like last uh, lingering thoughts? Maybe something we didn't ask you questions on and stuff like that. That uh, that would be good for all the viewers out there. That off-road enthusiast? Um, not, not really, but um, I appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, if, if people are, are there at the race, definitely come by and, and don't be scared to chit-chat a little bit or, or or help give me some tips about something. That would help. Right. Most of my tips just come in the form of uh, how to drink better <laughs> to, uh, when it comes to racing. But, you know, I'll do – I mean, I'll share, I'll share my knowledge. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would help. <laughs> cool. Well, good luck at Loretta Lynn's this weekend. I know it's uh, it's an interesting course um, from what I've heard, and maybe with the rain it'll be better. I don't know. I've never raced it. So, but, uh, yeah, just keep us up to date after the fact. Good luck and, and keep swinging for the fences because I know you're, you're starting to pick up some points a little bit and move back towards the top. So good luck with that. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, you enjoy your evening, and thanks again for coming on the show. All right. Thank you. Bye, Jessica. All right. Thanks. See ya. Sweet. So, you know, we've talked about it a little bit that uh, things maybe didn't go the exact way we wanted them to, um, and that's okay. I, I think that this is such an interesting forum. I, I love the fact that we get a chance to talk with these riders and really uh, kind of see them in their in their habitat. I think it's a little bit different than just being on the phone. Um, so if we have to kind of make it through a little bit of awkward moments to try to get these kind of shows put together, I'm totally okay with that. I hope that everybody out there is okay with that. Um, Jordan, I, I really appreciate you taking the time as well to kind of help us ask a little bit more pertinent questions when it comes to being a woman involved in off-road racing. Um, you know, I know that I could fake a lot of questions and try to ask things, um, but I think coming from you and your perspective, it, it makes it a, makes it a lot better. So I appreciate all that. Ah, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I, yeah. I try my best. I don't have that much perspective or uh, that good of questions, but I do my best. Nice. Well, I, I think I think you're fantastic, and the good thing is, is everybody loves watching you do push-ups. So. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just keep doing push-ups. Um. <laughs> if nothing else, I, know, I got I got a couple of texts too. I didn't get into too many tweets. I, I, uh, any like too many tweets back. I know that we've got a couple of different people uh, sending you some tweets, but uh, I know Dale and a couple other people sent me texts like, "Dang it, how do you always get her to do push-ups?" Like, I don't know. I just bring it up, and she does it, so we just go with it. I, I can't ever turn down a challenge, so that's yeah. the key. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some of obviously the 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 end notes, if you will, for seat time of all that kind of stories. But do you know? Do you remember how I typically end the shows? Um, no. All right. Well, afterwards, I'm gonna let you end the show. Oh, whoa! Wait. So. Wait. Um, first, do I need to announce who won this push-up competition? Because oh, if you yeah, if you've got a winner, let's do it. Yeah, um, Gunpowder Racing, 
Posted a video on Twitter and in the chat room, which is double social media, so it's like got two times the amount of push-ups. Boom. And um, he knocked out some push-ups. I didn't get to count, but it was quite a bit more than me. So he's the winner. If I hope it's a he, Gunpowder Racing. It was a he in the video. Um, I said it was for his wife. Yeah, I see it now in the okay. chat room. So hopefully that means, yes, that he is he is a male. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he his wife is going to be very happy with Fly Racing's Tank top that they gave away. Thank you, Fly, for the swag. You made someone very happy. Absolutely. Well, cool. Um, and, and I want people to realize that we're not completely giving up on the Pintful of Awesome Award. It's just that Dale has enjoyed doing things a little bit different, having a little bit more fun with it. So I want to make sure you guys know to keep tagging every, all your pictures with Pintful of Awesome when you post them or when you're posting uh, you know, stories, things of your weekend and such like that because we will. I, I still aggregate those. I still look at those and uh, find the good ones. And so those will keep coming back to us. We're just having a little bit more fun and changing it up a little bit. So I know that I appreciate that Fly is so thankful and so nice and so generous to us and to be able to give away product like that to our awesome viewers. So, again, they are definitely a supporter of Team Time. I would encourage you to go to their website, to flyracing.com. If you are in a store and you're like, oh, man, I totally need some new gear, please check out the Fly Racing stuff. It's always good to ask questions. Like I said, I, I'm not asking you just to go out and purchase stuff. That's not what this is about. It's about a learning experience. I want you to go learn more about the product so that you feel educated on it, and that way you can make an educated decision on what you can purchase later on. Of course, I would ask you to do the same thing with uh, Fast Company and Stillwell Performance, huge supporters of the time. So with Fast Company, yes, I want you to purchase Flex Force, but I want you to purchase them because I know that they're awesome and they help me a lot with the way that I'm writing. And, of course, Stillwell Performance – Definitely shoot over to their to their uh, to their website at stillwellperformance.com. Get into their contact us forum and be like, guys, seat time says that you know how to fix all my suspension woes. Help, you know, lols, cats, or something, you know, whatever kind of social whatever you want to put in there. They're gonna get back to you. They're gonna offer you discounts. Don't worry about that right away. Just ask them questions, and they're gonna give you some great answers. And I know that they're gonna be tips that you're gonna be. Uh, looking forward to having. So, of course, Seat Time. SeatTime.co is the website. That's kind of where we archive the show. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Seat Time. Um, Twitter, if you like to tweet us, uh, we love to tweet. It is uh, uh, Twitter.com. And, of course, we're Seat Time underscore CO uh, there. We like to change it up. We are on Instagram, Seat Time, one word. If for some reason you would like the audio version of this, which you're more than welcome to have, we are on iTunes and Stitcher. There you would search for Seat Time, two words. Uh, you definitely want to have that space there between the seat and the time. Uh, it helps you find it a little bit easier. Um, of course, YouTube has all of our stuff archived. That's where we're at. Um, other than that, I don't know that there's many more social things out there. Are there more social things I'm forgetting, Jordan? Um, no. You can find me at jmill98. Oh, oh, throwing out the Twitter. <laughs> Is that uh, Twitter and Instagram? Twitter and Instagram, same name. Dig it. I am the same. So if for some reason you would uh, like to follow me, I am Woody B. Pierced. Uh, I'll even spell it for you because it's a little bit awkward. It's W-O-O-D-Y-B-E-P-I-E-R-C-E-D. Um, obviously, I, I put pictures of my family, all that kinds of stuff. I'm a, a, a computer geek, if you will, big into responsive web development um, and all that kinds of fun stuff. So I've got all kinds of weird shit that pops up on my feeds. Um, yeah, and I, I should I, also probably say that I don't post only motorcycle things, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting world we live in, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Cool. 
Well, uh, Jordan, I, I have to say I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great time being here for episode 126. We've got a chance to talk with uh, Becca Sheets. Uh, really cool chick. I learned a lot about her, actually. Um, I, I hadn't ever had a chance to talk to her, so I'm really glad that we had her on the show. Jessica Patterson, as well, is a lady that I've never had a chance to talk to in person, even though I did say hi to her when I was there at Big Buck. But I appreciate you uh, giving us the heads up on this guest and thinking those is, it would be good guests to have on and uh, helping me co-host the show. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Um, is this where I now do the exit? Yeah, this is, this is your time to kill it. Okay, well, I'm going to fail. Here we go. Um, and this is something seat time. Or No, sorry. See, I already messed up. Enjoy a pint full of awesome, something like that. Be responsible and ride your dirt bikes. I have to say, I think it was beautiful. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll see you next week. See ya. <laughs>